is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Everybody, Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Mr. Producer, how are we sounding? We're in the uh, Florida bunker. And, uh, look, I always tell you the truth. I'm having one of these asthma episodes, and it's pretty much because it was triggered by the flu. So, working on it, doing my best, but I didn't want to leave the microphone today. There's really two issues today. Uh, the shooting, the slaughter in Florida, and the indictments that Mr. Rosenstein and Mr. Mueller are very, very proud of, which have absolutely zero meaning of any kind, and I'll be talking about that in a minute, or maybe in an hour, because I want to spend some time on, on the other. We talked somewhat yesterday, and we asked, and you asked, how in the world could the FBI miss the lead by the Bells bondsman, who said, look at this on YouTube way back in September. We have the name of the individual, Nicholas Cruz, on YouTube, saying that he wanted a professional school shooter. The answer by the agent in charge, the special agent in charge of Miami yesterday was, well, look, we couldn't find him. And you and I said, you couldn't find him? Is that a joke? Well, anyway, as you must know by now, and I don't know what's being said all over the place, but I'll stick to what I want to say. Well, now we know on January 5th, the FBI was led right to this guy. Right to this guy. And the Bureau admitted receiving a call on January 5th from a person close to Cruz who contacted the FBI through its public access line, the tip line, which you're supposed to do, to express concerns about his erratic behavior and disturbing social media posts. Now, it seemed to me, if the FBI had been on top of this, they would have remembered the September incident and tied it to what was taking place here on January 5th with the call that they received. And the the caller <clears throat> apparently indicated... Very specific information. He had access to weapons, and he wanted to use them, and he wanted to use them in a school. And uh, the FBI put out a statement. Under established protocols, the information provided by the caller should have been assessed as a potential threat to life. We've determined these protocols were not followed for the information received by the PAL on January 5. The PAL is this uh, public access line. It's now clear that the warning signs were there and tips to the FBI were missed. Notice tips, plural. That's what Jeff Sessions said this afternoon. We see the tragic consequences of those failures. The FBI concluded that the caller's information was not forwarded to the Miami field office of the FBI and that, quote, no further investigation was conducted at the time. The current FBI director, Christopher Ray, said, we're still investigating the facts. I'm committed to getting to the bottom of what happened in this particular matter, as well as reviewing our processes 
for responding to information that we receive from the public. It's up to all Americans to be vigilant. When members of the public contact us with concerns, we must act properly and quickly. Uh, is this guy a bureaucrat or what? See something, say something. Isn't that the phrase? See something, say something. So twice. People saw something, said something, and the FBI blew it. Now, I'm talking to somebody who is pro-law enforcement, but this is a big deal. This is a big deal. This guy, Cruz's name, was known. It was revealed twice, once by himself in social media, brought to the attention of the FBI, and a second time by another individual on January 5th, brought to the attention of the FBI. What do you have to do? Make a citizen's arrest and deliver the guy to the local FBI office? Ray said, we've spoken with victims and families and deeply regret the additional pain this causes all those affected by this horrific tragedy. Of course, because here's an instance, ladies and gentlemen, where this could in fact have been prevented. Yes, I'll say it. No gun law would have stopped anything. You got the name of the guy, you know the location of the guy. Local law enforcement has had dozens of interactions with this guy. They've been to the house scores of times. The FBI's tipped off not once but twice about the guy. Twice that he wanted to shoot up a school. Under normal protocol, this information should have been provided to the Miami field office. Said FBI Special Agent Robert Lasky. Well, let's listen to him and what he had to say. Cut 15, go. Have you seen earlier today the FBI released a statement regarding information provided to our public access line on January 5th of this year? The caller provided information about Nicholas Cruz and the potential of him becoming a school shooter. Under normal protocol, this information should have been provided to the Miami field office. There, appropriate investigative steps would have been taken. The FBI has determined that protocol was not followed. The information was not provided to the Miami field office, and no further investigation was conducted at that time. The FBI is still investigating the facts of the situation. We will conduct an in-depth review of our internal procedures for responding to information as provided by the public. The FBI remains dedicated to keeping the American people safe. On behalf of myself and over 1,000 employees of the Miami field office, we truly regret any additional pain that this has caused. This isn't about the 1,000 Miami field office agents. They had nothing to do with this. This is such a bad screw-up, such a bad screw-up, that one day's news isn't worth it on a Friday. Issuing a statement isn't enough. Speaking as this special agent in charge did isn't enough. We've been pummeled for 48 hours by the gun control leftists. We've been pummeled. And, and worse than that, from MSNBC, the morning schmo, to this clown Jimmy Kimmel, to others blaming Donald Trump for this. Donald Trump. We've talked about uh, kids using drugs. We've talked about people have called and talked about lack of uh, mental facilities and care. 
People have talked about a thousand different things, videos, the lack of values in the country. In this instance, none of that matters. They had his name. They had more than enough reason to pursue him. More than enough reason. Cut 16, go. What would you say to people who believe the FBI missed a chance to prevent this crash? The FBI, the potential of the FBI to miss something is always there. We do our best. We have no control over protocols to prevent these things. Uh, we will be looking into where and how uh, if something, the protocol broke down, and we will come back stronger than we ever were before. Before I take the next break, you know, I, I also want to I also want to say that as we look and exercise our due diligence and we look at reports and we look at what we did right or what we might have done wrong, and I'm not saying right now we made any uh, our deputies made any mistakes, but we're also going to look at if laws changed, if Baker Act uh, laws changed, what might our deputies or what might the FBI or what might police have been able to do differently? Sheriff, I'm really sorry to tell you. The diversion at this point is really unacceptable. The Baker Act. I just looked it up. The Baker Act is a Florida law that enables families and loved ones to provide emergency mental health services and temporary detention for people who are impaired because of their mental illness and who are unable to determine their needs for treatment. Okay, great. Take a look at the Baker Act. That's not the question on the table. The question on the table is, when the greatest law enforcement agency on the face of the earth is presented with not once but twice the specific name of an individual who's threatening to shoot up schools. His identity is known. Quite frankly, it's easy to locate him. How can you blow that? And let me tell you what the FBI could have done, among other things, if they had pursued this in January. They could alert all state and local law enforcement in the state of Virginia, uh, in the state of Florida. The name and identity of this individual, his residence and so forth, to keep an eye on him. The FBI could have alerted all gun stores in the state of Florida. All gun stores in the state of Florida. And they could have contacted them to find out if he purchased any weapons. And the FBI could have alerted area school districts, including the school district in which this killer was expelled as a student. There were just three things off the top of my head that should have and could have easily been done. The American people have a right to know more than this is just another screw-up. It's not another screw-up. This is a big deal. A big deal. And the people in Broward County, the parents of these children, the people in the state of Florida and all over the country have another reason to demand an answer. This school was not properly secured. The left can debate gun control all they want. This school was not properly secured. So the leads on this would-be mass murder and now mass murder were not followed, and the school or schools, not just here, but in so many parts of our country, are not properly secured. Now, what are we going to do about it? They fight like hell on the left for the school lunch program. 
They fight like hell for union contracts. They fight like hell. Our schools have turned into a uh, an experiment of the left. We have an absolute right to expect a hell of a lot more when it comes to protecting our kids and our grandkids going to these schools. A hell of a lot more. This shiny object gun control that they keep throwing at us really has almost nothing to do with any of this. Particularly when this kid, so-called kid, was served, frankly, to the FBI on a golden platter. Did they even interview him after January 5th when this call came in? Apparently not. They visited him a few times? Apparently not. Did they look at his gun purchase records or anything else he was doing? Apparently not. Was he surveilled by anybody? Apparently not. Were local schools contacted? Apparently not. This is a big deal. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. school I would call them the dreamers they were the dreamers right there the media won't call them dreamers no you know uh, it gives me no joy whatsoever to talk about what's happened at the FBI and I think the rot comes from the top it does not apply to all the agents obviously but the focus of the FBI has so dramatically shifted and almost devoured by the political agenda of its directors, Mueller, Comey, even Ray now, that uh, this is problematic. Over at the Daily Caller, Peter Hassan correctly writes, other mass shooters and terrorists were similarly on the FBI's radar, or should have been, before they carried out their deadly attacks. Dylan Roof. 2015, he shot nine people at a black church in Charleston, you remember? He was allowed to purchase his weapon in part because of errors by FBI agents during the background check process. How do you fix that? Pulse shooter Omar Mateen, who pledged allegiance to ISIS before killing 49 people at the Orlando nightclub, similarly seemed to have fallen through the cracks. The FBI investigated him twice before the slaughter but ruled him not a threat, both times. The FBI knew that Fort Hood shooter, Army Major Nadal Hassan, had been in contact with al-Qaeda terrorist Anwar al-Awlaki, but declined to investigate him. A congressional probe found that the FBI had failed to alert the Army about Hassan, that the shooting could have been prevented. He killed 13 people, wounded dozens of others in 2009. The FBI similarly missed opportunities to stop Tamerlan Tsarnov. Remember him? One of the brothers behind the 2013 Boston bombing, a government review found. Russia warned the United States that Tsarnov had associations with Islamic terrorists, leading an FBI-led task force to question the future terrorist. The agent who interviewed him closed the probe, quote, having found no link or nexus to terrorism. 
The task force was alerted a year later that Sarnov was leaving the country for Dakistan, but declined to interview him or stop him from leaving the country. FBI agents later said the failure to interview him was a huge error, according to Boston Magazine. Another school shooter, who was also on the FBI's radar, killed two students at a New Mexico high school just two months ago. Although the killing doesn't meet the government's definition of mass shooting. The shooter was known to the FBI. <laughs> the, the agency investigated the shooter, 21-year-old William Atchison, in 2016, after he commented online about committing a mass shooting. Now, we can talk about mental health all we want. We can talk about gun control all we want. These people were not hiding in the shadows. These people are out under the sun, in the daylight. Don't tell me we don't have enough laws to handle them. What do you do with people like this? You detain them? You question them? You make sure local authorities are aware of them? You make sure local school districts are aware of them? You make sure local gun gun shops are aware of them? Even gun shows? Gun shows are run by the most patriotic people in America. They want to know, too. There's a lot you can do terms of communication and coordination and getting on top of these things they're not foolproof but they're better than this i'll be right back the mark levin show where we create the talking points call in now 877-381-3811 now the insanity and poisonous hate of the news media, the news media for this president was used, was exploited in the reporting of this mass murder and this mass killing in Florida. It it is so appalling. I want you to listen to this. Now you know many more facts and more will come out over time. Listen to this montage by Newsbusters. It's Chip Reed, CBS Evening News. It's Peter Alexander, NBC Nightly News. It's Cecilia Vega, ABC World uh, Tonight. Pierre Thomas, ABC World News Tonight. Go ahead. Well, Jeff, the president didn't have a lot to say today about what he actually plans to do about school shootings. One thing he did say he wants to do is, quote, work with state and local leaders to help secure our schools and tackle the difficult issue of mental health. But just last year, the president signed legislation reversing an Obama-era regulation that would have made it more difficult for some people with mental illness. Now, now, see how this works? Twofold. He doesn't explain to us how what Trump signed would have made it easier for this mass killer to purchase a gun in this in this specific case. Because they have no idea. Which means it didn't. But you gotta insinuate, you see, you gotta you gotta bring Trump's name into it. So if the a mass killing Chip Reed of CBS Evening News, he doesn't want to get to the facts. He could care less about the facts. Mass killing Let's tie Trump to it. But he's not alone, because these people are truly sick. Peter Alexander, NBC Nightly News. Go. Despite emphasizing mental health, the White House's newly unveiled budget would slash funding for Medicaid that covers a quarter of mental health care in the U.S. So now, if you don't want to massively increase spending, even beyond what the Republicans are spending, 
you are responsible for the lack of mental health care that clearly is the direct nexus between this mass murder and other mass murders. Again, Peter Alexander, NBC News, certifiable, absolute certifiable, insane. He has no evidence, no facts whatsoever to tie anything to anything. Go ahead. Last year revoked a hotly contested Obama-era regulation. Here are the media, the Praetorian Guard media, defending everything Obama. He has no idea if that regulation, up or down, would have stopped this killer. You know what would have stopped this killer? If the FBI had followed up on its leads. That would have stopped this killer. You know what else would have stopped this killer? All right, I'll say it. If the school district had the proper security in these schools to shoot an SOB like this, dead, right there, on the spot. But the left and the media and the progressives, they don't want to talk about that. Go ahead. Some people with mental illness to buy guns. So, if the FBI had alerted gun stores about this guy, or if they had tracked him down and tracked down his gun purchases, they would have known. These things aren't done in secret. There's records. There's records. Maybe they could have contacted, what, the Treasury Department, which keeps these records too. The Treasury Department. ATF. But none of that occurred either. Go ahead. Mentally disturbed, his message was clear. We are committed to working with state and local leaders to help secure our schools and tackle the difficult issue of mental health. But shortly after taking office, President Trump blocked an Obama-era rule that made so it stop. tougher. When do they all pass notes to each other? Hey, let's go after Obama. Let's promote, excuse me, let's go after Trump. Let's promote Obama. Let's promote gun control. And, of course, we all know anything that's labeled mental health regulation must be funded beyond belief, must be funded, 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 like we've never funded mental health issues. We fund them all the time. But certain other departments and agencies have to do their jobs. What are we going to do? Take a guy like this and throw him into a Guantanamo Bay and lock the key? I mean, the left doesn't even want to put terrorists in Guantanamo Bay. What are we supposed to do? Put them in a padded cell for the next 50 years? Now, the federal courts won't allow it. In the 1970s, I believe it was, the federal courts let all the mentally ill out of these facilities when people were, when governments were sending them to them. How come they don't report that? No, it's Donald Trump did it. Donald Trump, it's him. It's him. It's Trump, everybody. Mass killing? Trump. Obama wanted to prevent all this. Really? There were no mass killings under Obama. Wow. He wanted gun control. I want killer control. Go ahead. ...ill to obtain guns. Today, no mention of gun control. Federal law bans anyone deemed by authorities as mentally ill from buying guns, but tonight it's unclear whether any court or commission designated Cruz as mentally unfit. So it appears he fell through the cracks, David. Ah... There's actual fact. The Obama administration's regulation, uh, which was opposed by Donald Trump, uh, well, how do you enforce a regulation? You can't just knock on somebody's door and steal their guns. So Pierre Thomas comes the closest. you got to go into court and get it adjudicated. you got to get an order. Well, we don't support that. No, no, unless you're a terrorist at Guantanamo Bay. 
But none of this matters. They had his name. They knew where he lived. They knew what he might do. Twice they were told. Then there's Joe Scarborough. You want to find a snake in a sewer? It's Joe Scarborough. Cut eight, go. When it comes to mental health, as we've said before, the first gun law he signed made it easier for people with mental illness to purchase guns. Yeah, that's right. Made it easier. So let me ask you something, dummy. Did anything that Donald Trump did, anything that he did, make it easier for this guy to buy a gun? Answer, no. It wasn't adjudicated. He wasn't taken to court. And yet this is the kind of quote-unquote news that you get all day long. All day long. Go ahead. About certain ah, shut up, you idiot. Now we turn to late-night comedians who are even dumber than most sports broadcasters. Listen to this fool, Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel's ratings are now up, now that he's a left-wing hack. Cut nine, go. Tell these congressmen and lobbyists who infest that swamp you said you were going to drain. Force these allegedly Christian men and women who... Now suffer- listen, listen how he hits every nasty hot button he can. Listen to how he does it. Go ahead. ...with money from the NRA year after year after year to do something now, not later. What, what does money from the NRA have to do with any of this? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Money from the NRA? Go ahead. And don't you dare let anyone say it's too soon to be talking about it, because he said it after Vegas, he said it after Sandy Hook, you say that after every one of these... Pal, pal, you, you are not our religious leader, you're not our faith leader, you're not a leader of any kind, except a leader of low IQ leftists. You don't get to tell us when to say things, what we'll say about things. You're a comedian, and you're not very funny. You don't even comprehend what's taking place in your own country because you live in a bubble. You're a clown. Just admit it. You're a left-wing goon. Go ahead. Eight now fatal school shootings we had in this country this year. Children are being murdered. First of all, we did not have eight fatal school shootings in this country. Investors Business Daily did an excellent job of laying that out. One of these gun control groups included somebody who went on school grounds and committed suicide. They counted that as one. There have been other examples, too. So as bad as this is, the left has to make it even worse. It's horrible. They have to make it more horrible. Let me ask the question I asked you last night. Let's say we have full-blown gun control. Let's say we remove every gun from every American. And let's say we still have these murders going on. Would the left reverse itself and then say we were wrong? Let's reinstitute the Second Amendment. You can have your guns back. No. Any more than they admit that they were wrong about Obamacare or anything else. For them, it's always about ideology, always about politics, always about their agenda, never about humanity. So Jimmy Kimmel announces, don't tell me it's too early to talk about gun control. When he has no facts, none whatsoever, knew nothing about this FBI lead. And you know what? The fool will be on TV tonight and it won't matter. Go ahead. There's the clapping seals. The audience there. We still haven't even talked about.
about it. You still haven't done anything about nothing. You've literally done nothing. Actually, you've done worse than nothing. You like to say this is a mental health issue, but one of your very first acts as president, Mr. Trump, was to actually roll back the regulations that were designed to keep firearms out of the hands of the mentally ill. So tell he me, tell me, dummy, how many lives were saved by that regulation? How many lives were saved by that regulation? How many court orders were there to prevent people from purchasing weapons as a result of their mental state? He has no idea. Scarborough has no idea. They don't care. They don't care because the clapping seals clap. Go ahead. Your party voted to repeal... Ah, shut up, you idiot. Where's Johnny Carson when you need him? Where's Steve Allen when you need him? Where's Parr? Where's the good guys when you need him, the comedians? you got to listen to these... These guys who dropped out of elementary school go on and on and on with their left-wing Democrat screeds. And if you notice, there's almost no difference between what they say and how they say it than the so-called newscasters for ABC, CBS, and NBC. They all sound the same. They all say the same thing. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. That these school districts and local governments take some control over the fate of their children. My buddy Spiridon sent me this from Israel National News. When terrorists attacked a school in Malat in 1974 in Israel, Israel did not declare every school a gun-free zone. It passed a law mandating armed security in their schools, provided weapons training to the teachers, and today runs frequent active shooter drills in every school. There have only been two school shootings since then. Both have ended with teachers killing the terrorists. This is what we've been talking about now for two days. The left wants to talk about something else. They control the culture. They control entertainment. They control the narrative. They control the media. And all their proposals are irrelevant to the real world. Irrelevant. Killers and terrorists are not going to be disarmed. They're just not. And in this case, it's particularly appalling. In fact, in all the cases I mentioned from the Daily Caller, where there were leads, where there were names, where there were contacts, but especially this case is so egregious. And we didn't uh, follow our protocol. If we created more upset among the parents, we're, we're, we're truly sorry. Excuse me? Excuse me? You know, I love my Casper mattress. Made such a huge difference in my life. I get a great night's sleep every night. You know, I never used to get that. You really have to experience Casper for yourself. The team of engineers at Casper works nonstop prototyping, collecting data, and engineering what is certainly the most comfortable mattress. It has a unique combination of foams that provide the right pressure relief and alignment so you feel perfectly balanced and comfortable. Thanks to the breathable material, you're guaranteed to sleep coolly. Plus, the mattresses are built to last for years. We've got half a dozen of them. And in the live-in doggy world, we have three of them, soon to have four. So you can try your Casper for 100 nights in your own home, risk-free. 
They ship it to you for free in a compact box. Now, by doing this, Casper's eliminated the middleman and all the added costs that come with it. Plus, if you don't love it, you don't have to put it back in that tiny box. They come pick it up and they refund you everything. No questions asked. Now, this President's Day, not only is Casper saving you from aggressive salespeople and long lines during the holiday weekend, you'll also save $125 on purchases over $1,250 and $200 on purchases over $2,000. So you don't want to miss out. Take advantage of this special limited-time offer by going to Casper.com. That's Casper.com. Casper.com. Terms and conditions apply. Now we have somebody called Philip Mudd, counterterrorism expert on CNN. Now, CNN only hires the best experts. Experts whom they know will give the answers that the CNN hosts, the conga line of miscreants and malcontents, what they want. Like Philip Mudd. Cut 10, go. A judge has to look at somebody and look at a case and say, let me adjudicate whether that person in their mental state, someone who has a mental problem, should be allowed to have a weapon. I think that standard is too high. I believe that we should violate people's privacy. Let me be blunt. If you seek treatment for a significant mental disorder, I believe that people in health professions should have the authority to say, this person has this disorder, and that should be matched with national gun registries. I know people hate that, but that's what I think. A kid is too valuable. I think we ought to violate privacy. Well, there you have it. That guy would be very effective with the KGB, where they declare anybody they disagree with as mentally incapacitated, or with the American media, which has spent the last four months saying the President of the United States is mentally incapacitated. So there's a doofus right there. He's an expert, don't you know? Then we have somebody by the name of Stephanie Rule on Morning Joe. Remember what Morning Joe is. It is the favorite show of the North Korean generals, of the psychopaths in North Korea. And why not? Their favorite movie was Deliverance, and we all know Joe Scarborough, as a teenager, was sitting on that bridge. The inbred. That was Joe. I think it was anyway. They're, they're, they're look, they're, they look quite alike. It's striking. Now, here's Mika Brzezinski, soon to be Mrs. Schmo. And we all know how great she is. What a thinker. Yes, yes. Good, Joe. Yes. Say that, Joe. Yes, yes. Cut 11. Go. I'd say to Marco Rubio, step up, be a man. Talk about oh, it right now. Oh, Marco, step up, be a man. You know, like Joe, my soon to be husband. Now, there's a manly man. With the Woody Woodpecker haircut. Oh, there's a manly man who knows everything. Right, Mika? Go ahead. Or to any, anybody else who tries to deflect the question about what to do about guns and assault weapons in our society, step up. All right, up. I have a question. It's time that we men step up and question truly stupid people on TV. The Second Amendment means nothing. The Bill of Rights means nothing. Then why should we have to put up with truly stupid people on TV? That's not free press. That's stupid press. So if everything's up for grabs, and by God, everything's up for grabs. If we want to live in a totalitarian society, then there you have it. So I would argue if the guns go, so do the Scarboroughs. At least we can protect ourselves with guns. The Scarboroughs, what? You cough up your breakfast on your loafers. Go ahead. And talk about it and stop thinking about the NRA and your next... The NRA? uh, Who's thinking about the NRA? It's too bad an NRA trainer wasn't in that school with a concealed carry 
That would have taken care of business. In fact, what we ought to do is exactly what the Israelis are doing and ask the NRA to train the people who are in the schools rather than listen to the pablum and the platitude and the knee-jerking of the left dressed up as, ooh, media types and news. So you heard Kimmel, you've heard Scarborough, you heard Brzezinski, you heard all the nightly news programs saying exactly the same thing. They didn't report the news. They're advocates against the Bill of Rights. And by the way, they wouldn't say one human being on this face of earth. Believe me, we'll be right back. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello everybody, Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. I get so sick and tired of the the so-called common wisdom that is imposed upon us, almost like propaganda, day in and day out, day in and day out. When there aren't actual solutions to these evil events, but there are things we can do to limit them. I want to get back to this story in this uh, Israel newspaper, Israel National News. Wednesday's horrific shooting in Florida has reignited the gun rights debate in the United States over the Second Amendment to the United States Constitution, adopted in 1791. In the past, proponents of limiting civilian access to firearms have extolled Israel as having the proper approach to limiting mass shootings, pointing to the numerous legal hoops Israelis must jump through in order to be granted a gun license. In Israel, gun ownership is a privilege rather than a right, wrote Public Radio International in November. There's no such thing as a right to bear arms in Israel, the Huffington Post preached, after the 2016 shooting in an Orlando nightclub that led 50 dead. Newsweek praised Israel for obligating its citizens to, quote, show genuine cause to carry firearms, such as self-defense or hunting. The message is clear. Israel has the right approach in curtailing access to firearms, and the U.S. would well be advised to tread the same path. In reality, Israel's gun policy is living proof of the arguments of the American gun lobby. 
the NRA has been making for years. Gun rights advocates contend that the way to stop mass shootings is by ensuring that there are always well-armed citizens present who can neutralize the shooter. As NRA Chairman Wayne Lapierre always says, the only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. Ain't that true? (coughs) A bedrock of the NRA's philosophy is that criminals will always acquire guns illegally, and draconian gun laws only render law-abiding citizens defenseless. Enter Israel. When the knife intifada... All right, my computer's screwing up, as you can imagine. Hold on, I'm getting there. When the knife... Let's see. I'm finding it. Shoot. When the knife intifada erupted in September 2015... The Israeli government's response was to ease the process for the civilian populace to obtain weapons. After a particularly bloody Jerusalem shooting attack that killed four, then public security minister Gilad Erdan drastically changed the gun laws in order to significantly raise the number of armed civilians on the streets. Instantly, graduates of special forces units and IDF officers with the rank of lieutenant above were permitted to purchase guns at their will. Security guards were allowed to bring their guns home after work. And the minimum age for a license was reduced from 21 to 18. Gee, I didn't hear this on public radio. Erdogan explained that civilians well-trained in the use of weapons provide reinforcement in the struggle against terrorism. While Jerusalem mayor, Nir Barkat, called for every resident to carry a gun. and was even photographed traveling the city carrying a Glock 23. In addition, the overwhelming majority of terror attacks in Israel are stopped by armed civilians, not law enforcement. For example, the terrorists in the 2016, <coughs> excuse me, Sarona market attack were stopped by, uh, were stopped by armed and armed passerby. A pistol carrying tour guide put an end to the 2017 ramming attack in Arnona that left four soldiers dead. In Israeli eyes, guns are a valuable deterrent. Uh, computers aren't, because this damn thing just went on the blink. Let me get it back. I'll fill you in. And so, as I said, when it comes to their schools, their schools are protected by well-trained, armed teachers. When terrorists attack a school in Malat in 1974, Israel did not declare every school a gun-free zone. It passed a law mandating armed security in schools, provided weapons training to teachers, and today runs frequent active shooter drills. Is any of that done in any schools in America? There have been only two school shootings since then, and both have ended with teachers killing the terrorists. Now this is a little too sophisticated for Jimmy Kimmel and for Steve Colbert and for Deliverance Boy, and for ABC, NBC, CBS News, they're going to continue to push the left progressive agenda when it comes to this stuff. So there's really two issues on the table as far as I'm concerned that need to be resolved. We have school districts that are largely run by the left, which reject things that work. And we have a media 
Democrat Party complex that rejects things that work. And so they exploit it. Every single major network news report last night talked about how Donald Trump was effectively responsible because he did away with one of the Obama regulations on mental health. They don't tell you how in any instance, this case or any other instance, how that specifically led to anything. They don't care. And then the second part of this is a complete failure. And it really does tear up my heart to say this by the FBI. A complete failure. When you're brought the name of an individual, when you're brought information by somebody who knows the individual, telling you this individual is a serious threat, that they have weapons, that they're talking about shooting kids at schools, and it's the second report when you have a bail bondsman in September prior showing the FBI a tweet, maybe it was a YouTube, in which the same individual, using his name, not a fake name, not a false name, using his own name, says he wants to become, quote, a professional school shooter, word should go out immediately. He should be visited. He should be monitored. All the gun shops in the community should be checked to see what he bought. The government has that information. How many rounds he has, they can get it all. Well, we need more reporting. Reporting of what? Hello? Hello, FBI? I know this guy. I know this guy. He's got weapons. He's threatening to use them. He's threatening to shoot up schools. He's a mental case. You might want to check him out. Oh, thank you. Anything happen? Zippo. So what law can fix that? But the backup to all these laws, the backup to all these failures, all these oversights, is to protect the schools. And until Congress has an honest debate about this, then we know they're not serious. But local school districts and local communities shouldn't wait for Congress. Gives a damn what Congress says or does. You do it! What was that device called again in Las Vegas? Uh, bump stock. I hear now they said, and we said we should outlaw the bump stock. Was the bump stock even used here? No. No, it wasn't. And so people are throwing these things out. They're ignoramuses. They're ideologically driven. They're emoting. Before the facts and even now with the facts. And even now with the facts. It's, it's enormously troubling to me. Now, it would be nice to know who at the FBI dropped the ball. I'm looking for scapegoats. I'm looking for accountability for once. We don't know who at the FBI dropped the ball in all these other instances either. Do we? No, we don't know who dropped the ball in all these other instances. You never hear about them in the Dylan Roof case. In the Orlando case, in the Dadal Hassan case, in the Sarno, Sarnov's case. No, we don't know anybody. All we keep hearing, it's the American people. The American people. The American people are in their obsession with guns. 
Well, whether the American people are obsessed with guns or not is of no consequence. The American people are not shooting up the world. We've got evil people who do these things. The American people. We are represented by that coach who put his life on the line and was killed, saving three young girls. We're represented by a janitor who is trying to protect kids in that school. We're represented by an ROTC student who is trying to protect kids in that school. We're represented by the teacher who let the kids into his classroom, and then when he was trying to shut the door, was murdered right there at the door opening. We're represented by the cops who went in there with their lives on the line. They didn't know what the hell they were going to find. That's America, right there. Left, media, Democrats, that's America. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. We're going to get to this Russia thing, uh, probably after the bottom of the hour, but I, I have a lot to say about that, too. Now, some people might say, when it comes to Israel, gun control supporters, as this gentleman writes, that the mandatory military service that every Israeli undergoes justifies the trust Israel has of its citizens. But this argument doesn't hold water. The vast majority of IDF soldiers aren't combat soldiers and are certified as, as O2 riflemen. To be O2 requires one to shoot between 40 and 70 bullets. That's it. The pistol course needed to obtain a license takes less than four hours. It's a far cry from the highly trained population that the left imagines. Gun control has been proven to be a dismal failure in Israel. The Israeli Arab communities are rife with illegal weapons, with some police estimates putting the number of unlicensed weapons in the Arab sector as high as half a million. Think about that for a second. The most heavily guarded borders in the world and a highly professional Shin Bet are still not enough to prevent criminals from obtaining illegal firearms. When terrorists attacked that school in Malat, the Israelis got smart about it. They said, you know what? we got to protect our schools. Here's, here's my point. The children in our schools are at least as precious as our representatives in the Capitol building. Have you been near the Capitol building lately? Have you seen what they do? Have you seen the underground barriers that pop up almost at every corner? The number of police who are there, armed, heavily armed, military, all around the Capitol building for blocks. The number of Capitol police, all heroes, all patriots, that's not even my point. They don't believe gun control is going to protect them, do they? They don't believe we'll pass massive gun control and then we'll be safe. No, they don't believe that. They believe they'll be a target. More children have died in our schools than members of Congress have died in Capitol Hill. More children have been murdered in our schools than members of Congress on Capitol Hill. Because they're protected. Not because of gun control. Now, you don't have to create that same situation in our schools, but do something, for God's sakes. Do something. Because gun control and the left have answers to nothing. Nothing. For them, more laws, more taxes, more spending. Now, you notice I waited three days to get into this. 
in a heavy way. Jimmy Kimmel may not like it. Who the hell watches this fool anyway? Seriously. Who used to be with Howard Stern? Wasn't he big on lesbian jokes or something? Now all of a sudden he's a civil rights leader. Before he would talk about the anal cavity, uh, lesbians, uh, threesomes. Oh, yeah, yeah, this guy, uh, Brainiac. Now it's civil rights leader Jimmy Kimmel. Now you know America's deteriorating. Right next to uh, Spock there. What's his name? Colbert. Colbert is a unlicensed proctologist, as you know. All right. So the bottom line is, if you listen to the media, it's Donald Trump's fault because he eliminated a regulation that Obama put in place. Oh, okay, we got it. Sure. Right. Got it. Now, the next big story, it's being touted as a big story, Mr. Mueller, the greatest prosecutor since yesterday, has indicted 13 Russians for trying to interfere with the election. He's going to show Putin and the Russians. Oh, not only that. He says they tried to interfere with our election. Who knew? Did anybody know that? Oh, yes. First they were promoting Bernie Sanders, then they promoted Trump, then they campaigned against Trump. No collusion yet. We're still investigating. No collusion. Still investigating. But we got the Russians. Can I ask you another one of Mark Levin's questions? How were they able to track down the specific names of the Russians, but they couldn't track down this guy, Cruz? Can somebody tell me that? This guy, Cruz, is in America. He's known to everybody. He's known to be a nut job. But they couldn't find him in September. YouTube knew where he was, but the FBI couldn't find him. Well, we didn't know if he had an alias. We didn't know if he, uh, you know, we didn't know if he, uh, genitalia chain. We don't know anything. But the Russians we got. So they indicted. You know what they indicted? Thirteen trolls. My understanding is they operate out of Russia. Thirteen trolls who operate out of Russia. But we indicted them! You see that? Okay. Now what? Mark, what do you mean, now what? Well, now what? They're in Russia. How are you going to get jurisdiction over them? Uh, what? I said, how are you going to get jurisdiction over them? Wow. What? They indicted three clowns who are clearly working for the Russian government to try and undermine our election, who are trolls, who no doubt operate on government-issued computers doing what the Russian government tells them to do. They're indicted. We will never get our hands on them. They'll never wind up in American court unless they're here now, and I don't believe they are. You know what happened today? A press release. That's what it was. A press release. Oh, Mark, this is justice. We've got to stand. No, it's not. It's a press release. I want you to hear this Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, who is uh, fronting for Mueller. That's clear now. On the spectacular news today that they've indicted 13 Russians. 13 trolls. Now, if you're going to indict Vladimir Putin, now you'll get my attention. Vladimir Putin, you know, I know they're after Trump. They keep leaking. We're still investigating Trump, says an anonymous source. 
with knowledge about the investigation. There would be a leak out of, of course, Mueller's office. We're still looking at obstruction of justice. But look, we got these 13 Russians. And by the way, we're flipping this guy Gates. Who's Gates? I don't know, but we're flipping him. He's going to tell us everything there is to know. About what? I'll be right back. Fan show the pool feed for the conservative media. Dive in now. 877-381-3811. You know, no offense, but why listen to all the rest of them? Seriously. You can go shopping, have a light lunch, get up a little later, and just wait for my show. I'll figure it all out. No brag, just fact. You know, the uh, the Democrats, the media, the progressives, they used to love the old Soviet Union and the Russians. You know, they've defended the Rosenbergs. Remember that? When the Russians stole our atomic secrets? Oh, yeah. Alger Hiss. Oh, they defended Alger Hiss. Probably the highest Russian spy in history was advising FDR. And they hated Nixon and Whitaker Chambers for exposing him. And, of course, Joe McCarthy. Even after all that, the Democrats and the media loved the Soviets. They loved the Russians. Now, you talk about collusion. Ted Kennedy actually colluded with the Russian government to try and defeat Ronald Reagan's second term for election. No special counsel at the time. And the Democrats not only loved the Soviets, they were relying on the Soviets to help them defeat Ronald Reagan. You won't hear one word of this in the media today. Not one word. Instead, you'll hear about, wow, we indicted 13 Russian trolls in Russia. Wow, what a breakthrough. Ladies and gentlemen, did you know that Russia is our enemy? No. Did you know that since the 1917 revolution, Russia has been trying to defeat America? No. Say it ain't so. It's true. Do you know today as I speak, they have massive nuclear missiles aimed at our cities? Yes, they do. Why do they do that? Because they hate us. That's why. They want to defeat us one way or another. But don't worry, Robert Mueller indicted 13 trolls. And you really should read the indictment. I'm reading here on National Review, our friend David French. It's absolutely unbelievable what they were trying to do to us. They're always trying to do this to us. This is why I've never embraced the Code Pink Republicans. It's idiotic. Putin's not our friend, he's our enemy. Now, having said that, this is a clown show. An absolute clown show. The very fact that Putin and his surrogates have created all this tumult in America is evidence that the clowns in the media and some at the highest levels of the FBI have fallen for the whole shtick. Oh, Trump and collusion. The fact that Hillary Clinton and the DNC went to the Russians through their go-betweens to come up with this dossier. That's the point. The Democrats always go to the Russians while pretending to have opposite, uh, be opposed to them. Yes, uh, Rod Rosenstein had a press conference today. In fact, he wouldn't shut the hell up. He was going on and on. Well, look what we've done here. We've tracked down these trolls. Now, we couldn't track down Cruz. We didn't have enough information. We had to, you know, we knew he was in Florida, but we didn't know if he used an alias. We didn't know that. We didn't know that. And we missed our protocol. But we got the Russians. Got the Russians. And 
A leak out of Mueller's office assures us we're still trying to take Trump down. On obstruction. Obstruction of what? Well, you know, this guy Gates. We're flipping these guys left and right. Cut one, go. The indictment charges 13 Russian nationals and three Russian companies for committing federal crimes while seeking to interfere in the United States political system. Let me, let me, do you realize how stupid this is? Like this is going to get us anywhere? By the way, are they indicting Obama and the Democrat Party for interfering in the Israeli election of Netanyahu? I'm just curious about that. What are you talking about, Mark? Go ahead. Including the 2016 presidential election. The defendants allegedly conducted what they called information warfare against the United States. No way! The Russians? They did what? Is anybody aware of Communist Party USA? You know their mouthpiece. I, mean, I could go on and on and on about it. It's been going on for decades and decades. But now we got them. We got them where we want them, in Russia. Go ahead. The stated goal of spreading distrust towards the candidates and the political system in general. By the way, isn't this where uh, Bernie Sanders had his honeymoon in Moscow? Go ahead. The allegations in the indictment, 12 of the individual defendants worked at various times for a company called Internet Research Agency, LLC, a Russian company based in St. Petersburg. Oh, St. Petersburg, the long arm of justice. That's not St. Petersburg, Florida, right? That's St. Petersburg, Russia. The long arm of justice. We're going to reach into St. Petersburg, drag these trolls out, and do what? Nothing. Go ahead. Individual defendant, Yevgeny Viktorovich Bogosin, funded the conspiracy through companies known as Concord Management and Consulting, LLC, Concord Catering, and many affiliates and subsidiaries. The conspiracy was part of a larger operation called Project Lakta. Project Lakta included multiple components. Did you say Project Lakta? Now I'm getting hungry. So the Lakta? The potato Lakta? By the way, under whom did all this occur? Under whom did all this occur? FBI Director Comey? Attorney General Loretta Lynch? President Barack Milhouse Obama. It's true. Go ahead. Domestic audiences within the Russian Federation and others targeting foreign audiences in multiple countries. Internet Research Agency allegedly operated through Russian shell companies. It employed hundreds of people in its online operations, ranging from creators of fictitious personas. By the way, this is any this is surprise anybody. This surprised me in the least. How many times have I myself said, of course the Russians tried to interfere with our election, and we ought to fight back through cyber warfare. This is a joke. Hey, guess what? What Our grand jury indicted you. Uh, 13 trolls over there in St. Petersburg, Russia. Yeah, yeah, that Mueller, man. He's, and he's got, look at that. And he's got a false statements plea, and another false statements plea, and he's got Manafort on stuff that occurred years and years ago. Gates, too, but he's flipping Gates. How do we know? Because his office is leaking. But don't worry. We're going to get Trump on obstruction, you see. How dare President Trump dare think that he's in charge of the executive branch? That cannot be. Go ahead. 
technical and administrative support personnel with an annual budget of millions of dollars. Internet Research Agency was a structured organization headed by a management group and arranged into departments, including graphics, search engine optimization, this is so information stupid. It's technology. Beyond, it's, it's so stupid, it's beyond belief. It's, it's, wait a minute, they had a graphics department? They had a graphic, you mean they were on social media? You mean they were trying to influence our election? Yes, I mean, what do you, you know, you would swear that this press conference was a Saturday Night Live skit. And we would marvel how Rosenstein, the actor, could speak without breaking into laughter. Go ahead. Go to the next one. In order to hide the Russian origins of their activities, the defendants allegedly purchased space on computer servers located here in the United States in order to set up a virtual private network. The defendants allegedly used that infrastructure to establish hundreds of accounts on social media networks such as Facebook, Instagram. Now listen, look how they have all the intricate details of the trolls. They got the shell, the shell company, they did this, they used fake names, and this guy funded this and this. Hey, this guy, Nick Cruz, he's on YouTube, and he's saying he's a professional school shooter. Well, we can't find him. We can't find him. Maybe he's using an alias. I don't know. Maybe he's using an alias. I don't know. January 5th. Hey, this guy, Cruz, I know this guy. He's going to kill people. He says he's going to go into a school and shoot people. He's got a lot of... Hey, we didn't follow our protocol. I'm sorry. Didn't follow protocol. But we got the Russians. We got the Russians. You don't have the Russians. They're not here. You just issued indictments of people you can't bring to justice. And all the clowns in the media have their head bobbles going up and down. Oh, yeah, yep, yep, that's right, yep, yep. But don't worry, we're still investigating obstruction of Trump. Yep, yep, yep. That would be the same Trump who's responsible for the killing in Florida because he withdrew an Obama regulator. Yep, 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 that one. Yep, yep. You know, higher education these days is insane. Students storm faculty offices and riot when conservative speakers visit. Grievance lists, safe spaces, and identity politics have turned higher education into something lower. Not everywhere. Now, there's a place where students can debate ideas openly and honestly, where they pursue truth together with their professors in a respectful manner, where the students and faculty have integrity. Hillsdale College. Every student at Hillsdale lives by an honor code. It's not a list of do's and don'ts, but a simple pledge. Here it is. A Hillsdale College student is honorable in conduct, honest in word and deed, dutiful in study and service, and respectful of the rights of others. Through education, the student rises to self-government. And that's it. Every freshman commits to follow that code. And throughout their Hillsdale education, their character is built to be true, beautiful, and good. Hillsdale graduates serve our country as teachers, doctors, stay-at-home moms, lawyers, journalists. They serve in the military and many, many other professions. The excellent education they receive, coupled with that honor code, produces successful, excellent human beings. Learn more about this amazing place at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. We'll be right back. Mark Levin.
Here's some solid uh, career advice for you. Dress for the job you want, not the job you actually have. Whether you're dressing for work or dressing to go out, people notice the clothes you wear. That's why I wear Charles Tirrett. We all love quality clothes, but until now, your opinions, your options, that is, were brutal. It was either high-quality, ridiculously overpriced shirts or affordable, out-of-style shirts that wrinkle the minute you put them on. CT shirts are the best shirts in my closet. They're British stuff using the softest fabric. Excuse me. They're the most exquisitely crafted, uh, crease-free shirts I've ever worn. Tie or no tie, tucked or untucked, you'll get compliments on a CT shirt. And here's the deal I got you. One CT shirt normally costs 100 bucks. Right now you'll get three shirts for just $99. That's 60% off. 60% off. And CT shirts come with free delivery, a six-month quality guarantee, and free returns. 99 bucks for three amazing CT shirts, but you need to hurry. Here's what you do. Go to ctshirts.com slash Levin. It's that simple. ctshirts.com slash L-E-V-I-N. That's ctshirts.com slash Levin. Well, I put a lot on the table, ladies and gentlemen. I'd be curious to hear what you have to say. Doug! Frederick Maryland, the great WMAL. Go. Hey, Mark. How you doing tonight? All right, sir. Thank you. Yes, very my very. What the hell was that? Did we lose the gentleman? Well, I hope he's okay. State of Florida. Are you there, Doug? Uh, you still there? Year, I'm, ten, I'm ten years clean now. All right. So. Blah, 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 blah. We lost you for ten seconds. I don't know what happened. Start over. I, I'm a I'm a former drug addict. I was ten years. I'm ten years clean now. Uh, I'm a former insurance agent, and it can it can it can pull anyone in that drug. It's it's a very bad drug. Anyway, my parents got word of the fact that I was strung out, and uh, they Baker acted me. Okay. Now explain to everybody. Department. Hold on now. Explain to everybody what that means. Now Baker acted in the state of Florida means that you 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 that the, the, the authorities can come and actually uh, they can detain you temporarily detain you take you away to a facility okay I was I was I had a knock on my door I was taken away to a facility and I was uh, uh, detained for seventy two hours that's all I can do in the state of Florida seventy two hours. Okay. You cannot do that with a drug addict and expect him to be... All right, but no. this guy wasn't detained for 72 hours. This guy wasn't detained at all. That's the whole point. Yeah, they never the even got to that point. Is, well, the fact of the matter is, is that he, don't you need law enforcement or a parent? If, if somebody is making a reliable threat against the community and has done it more than once, the Baker Act's just the beginning. You can you can detain that person. You can bring them in the court. You can try to file misdemeanor charges, maybe felony charges, depending on the threat, the credibility of the threat, depending on the pattern and background of the person's past conduct. Yes, there's things you can do. Well, all right, sir. Thank you for your call, Mary, Coatesville, Pennsylvania, Sirius Satellite. Go. Hi, Mark. Um, I'm a longtime listener, first time caller, and I Thank love you. your show. Thank you. I actually know where Coatesville is, by the way. I used to drive through there from time to time. Okay. 
Well, um, I just wanted to... I know there's memorials all over Coatesville saying that Mark Levin drove here. Anyway, go right ahead. <laughs> so um, I wanted to talk about this notion that um, we should blame this on mental illness because there are millions of people in this country that suffer from mental illness that would never go into a school and shoot. You're exactly right. Students. You're exactly right. And, you know, this so, is this is the new bugaboo. The fact that somebody is mentally ill and would do this, now all of a sudden all mentally ill people are thrown in together. All of a sudden we need new laws to deal with mentally ill people, new laws to deal with mentally fine people on gun control. But they will not talk about an Israeli-style security system in our public schools in order to protect our children. And that is the bottom line. Yeah, I agree with you. And there, I guess that campus was 45 acres. That school campus I have no idea. expected one no idea. armed security guard to monitor all of that. Yep. So, well, I mean, that seems to me the uh, superintendent talked about we need common sense gun control. Uh, what that means to me is a gun control of the potential uh, killer, not gun control of the defenders. These school systems, particularly in these liberal areas, are not going to look at this. They're just not. Everybody's going to wring their hands, talk about gun control, that Trump should have done this and Trump should have done that. And it will happen again. Now, it could happen again even in the, under the best of uh, security circumstances. But wouldn't it be nice to read about a guy like this coming into a school and being shot between the eyes by somebody who's trained to protect the school kids? Absolutely. All right, my friend. Thank you for your call. David, Rockford, Illinois, the great WROK. Go. Thanks for taking my call tonight, Mark. Yeah. yeah, well, the Russians have been interfering with their elections for well over 100 years, and now they finally got 13. Well, it's not well over 100 years. They've only, the communists have been there since 1917. Well, they well. For decades well, and decades, yes. Yeah, sure. And now uh, it just seems really strange, you know, how many more uh, Dugans and Cruises are out there, uh, you know, that they haven't checked out, you know. that. Listen, I, I want to tell you something. We're going to have people writing up, lawyers, prosecutors, says, oh, what a wonderful thing this is, and it's important to expose these people and charge them because of all the, uh, the benefits that come from this, and they can't come into the United States, and they can't have a checking account over here, and they can't have the... This is crap. You have a special counsel who's supposed to be investigating collusion. If, in fact, these uh, entities uh, were doing what these entities were doing during the course of the election... You would think, again, the FBI, the NSA, the NSC, um, various other agencies and departments would be monitoring this. And the response to this isn't an indictment in a courthouse. The response to this is to fire back with our own cyber warfare, to punish them. The courtroom isn't going to fix this. These are 13 trolls working out of St. Petersburg, Russia, for God's sakes. Thank you for your call, my friend. This is a press release. It's just, wow, what the Mueller's really serious about this. Oh, wow, look at that. It's a joke. I'll be back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. 
800-259-3811. We haven't gone to many calls. We will do more during this hour. And a lot of wisdom from our callers of late. Mitt Romney is running for the Senate from Utah. Mitt Romney was born and raised in Michigan. He was elected governor of Massachusetts. He lost the race for the presidency against Obama, probably the only person who would or could. And now he's found his roots in Utah. And he's running for the Senate. And all the rhinos in Washington are excited. They are thrilled because, let me tell you right now, he's going to be a complete pain in the ass. He'll love the positive media attention he gets by undermining conservatives and constitutionalists and, of course, the president's most conservative policies. So here's Mitt Romney in the video today. Ready? Cut 17. Go. Utah welcomes legal immigrants from around the world. Stop. They do? Is that his campaign issue? Welcoming legal immigrants from around the world? See, that's all you, you, you see. There you go. This guy doesn't have an independent thought in his head. His principles are firmly uh, implanted on a pool of water. He's a chameleon. But they love him. McConnell loves him. Of course, Paul Ryan because he picked him as running mate. The rhinos all over cable can barely control themselves. And for the life of me, I don't know why this is a big deal, when we can get a really rock-solid conservative like a Mike Lee out of Utah. Instead, we get this. I think people like his hair. I think that's the bottom line. They look at his hair, they think he's Reagan, and he's not Reagan. He's Gerald Ford. Go ahead. Utah welcomes legal immigrants from around the world. Washington sends immigrants a message of exclusion. Isn't this perfect? Exactly what we need. Lindsey Graham, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead. Utah's Capitol Hill, people treat one another with respect. I have decided to run for United States Senate because I believe I can help bring Utah's values and Utah's lessons to Washington. No, no, no. You're going to bring Massachusetts values and lessons to Washington. And all my conservative friends in Massachusetts know what I'm talking about. Go ahead. Utah is a better model for Washington than Washington is for Utah. Oh, this is He's running as an outsider. Walking him in. More and more immigrants. He's an outsider now, Mitt Romney. This is a pathetic joke. Go ahead. Over the last five years, Ann and I have spent a good deal of time with our 24 grandchildren. I've gone back to business, campaigned Wait for a minute, he only has 24 grandchildren? 24 grandchildren? No, no, no. 34, that's the number. Go ahead. With young people across the country. Anne is champion, her Center for Neurologic Research. Is Anne running for the Senate? I don't believe Anne's running for the Senate. I believe uh, Mitt's running for the Senate. And by the way, he's already being considered for a Republican leadership post. Now, there's two points on that. It just shows you how pathetic the current leadership is, and it shows you how pathetic the next tier of leadership will be. Go ahead. Given all that America faces, we feel that this is the right time for me to serve our state and our country. I ask for your support. That's with the drums. That's number one. Number two, he feels that it's time to serve the country. 
Why didn't he beat Barack Obama? He ran such a lousy campaign. You know, I met my wife at a Romney victory party. Do you know that's true? It was the Romney victory campaign, I guess it was, the weekend before he lost. That's how cocky this guy was. I guess we owe Romney nothing, quite frankly. I'll tell you how that actually happened. Some jerk pulled his sticker off my car. I had it on like two weeks before the election. I said, all right, all right, I'll put the sticker on my car. I can't take Obama. Somebody pulled it off. I pulled into the local campaign headquarters. Many of the wonderful people there, hardworking conservatives, were happy to see me. I said, I need another sticker. They said, Mark, could you please come to the Romney victory party next weekend? I said, what victory party? You have the party after. Please, we need, I said, all right, all right, whatever. So I announced on the air, it's going to go to the Romney Victory Party in Leesburg, Virginia. That's where it all started, right there. Go ahead. And your folks. And I look forward to meeting you over the coming year. If you give me this opportunity, I will owe the Senate seat to no one but the people of Utah. Ah, baloney. You're bought and paid for by the rhinos. Everybody knows it. Unbelievable. Carpetbagger, much like Hillary Clinton, if you ask me. I want Utah values. That's why I ran for governor in Massachusetts. Unfortunately, people are going to buy this. Now, it's going to be a close election in Utah. Apparently, he's leading the Democrat in Utah by 65 points. So he's decided to run in Utah. How come he's not running in Massachusetts? Because he wouldn't win in Massachusetts. How come he's not running in Michigan? Because he wouldn't win in Michigan. He's got a home in La Jolla. How come he's not running in California? He wouldn't win in California. Finally, he's found a state where he can win. Utah. And apparently Utah's values are for open borders. And he's running as an outsider. I mean, this is a joke. So I thought we would... uh, This is going to be an absolute pain in the butt. That's what he's going to be. Taking on the president on all the wrong reasons. Let's go to Brenda. Grants Path, Oregon, Sirius Satellite. How are you? Good, Mark. How are you doing? Very well. Thank you. Hey, so something that's been on my mind is there's they had this school shooting. It was in it was uh, November 14, 2017, over by Corning, California, which is one of your strictest states for gun control. And also, he was a felon and he made his own his own weapons. All right. And it was like swept under the rug. The left never jumped all over that because it didn't. It wasn't with their agenda or their fight. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, you're quite right. All right, Brenda. Thank you for your call. Andrew Arlington, Virginia, the great WMAL. Go. Hey, Mark. How are you doing tonight? Good. All right. I just wanted to make a comment on these uh, actions by the special counsel this afternoon. Um, I mean, I think the whole thing is just, I mean, you know. Oh, wait, well, you haven't waited for all the experts, the former this and the former that, to write and tell us how swell this is. <laughs> I can't wait for the media response, of course. I mean, the head-bobbing of, you know, we'll proceed. Um, you know, I just want to follow up. I mean, I just don't understand how you can mail, wire, or bank fraud the Department of Justice as a foreign agent or f- commit fraud on the FEC. Well, you can you can look it up, and you can. Uh, so those sorts of things can be done. I guess so. You know, I, I, I will tell you, if your point is this is kind of a weak bunch of indictments, you're right. It is weak. 
Um, I would but but, I'm, but I'm looking at the bigger point. It's stupid. I mean, okay, do it. Wow, look at this. And everybody's acting like something's actually going to come of this. Nothing's going to come of this. Right, right. Um, I, I mean, I just don't understand how you could do that without having inside help from the, from anyone there. And they haven't found or subpoenaed or put anyone under immunity. It's just like uh, what kind of... No, 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 no. All right, let's let it. Wire fraud doesn't require inside help. Well, I don't know how you would wire fraud. It requires one. It does, you don't even have the recipient. You don't have to... The recipient doesn't have to be corrupt for you to commit wire fraud. The recipient may not even know about it. All right, but I mean, who are they... All right, thanks for your call. I'm not going to argue the law. The law is the law. Yeah, but I don't agree with it, you know. Okay, I'm sorry. That's the way it is. Mark, why don't you just call it? Well, because I can only say it so many times. Yes, you can have wire fraud with one fraudster. You can. Somebody in the Justice Department doesn't have to be committing fraud. So that conspiracy theory goes out the window. Sorry. Tahira, Grand Prairie, Texas, the great WBAP. Go. Hey, Mark. Uh, first, I want to say my husband, son, and I always dance to, uh, to the Ray Charles music on uh, every Well, it's Friday. coming tonight, so thank you. Yes, it is. I'm excited. Um, but I do want to say that uh, the FBI is following Comey's playbook of CYA. He's uh, covered up um, a scandal for Hillary. Now, Rothstein... Uh, is covering up um, the botched investigation, no collusion case uh, with Trump. Um, and there, he's doing this fictitious indictment of 13 Russian trollers that they know that they're not going to get from Russia just to appease the money that they wasted on this investigation. Exactly. They want to show, look at us, man. We Look what we've done here. We, look, we've shown that there was... Interference by the Ru- everybody knows that the Russians are interfering, and the inter- the Russians have been trying to interfere in our government since the beginning. But you don't see other attorneys general bringing or deputy a, a deputy attorneys general bringing indictments like this, which ha- are absolutely utterly meaningless. What they ought to do is fire back some cyber warfare activity and take down a few of their projects. Correct, and then it even goes straight down. To the lower level of Florida F, um, FBI agents, where they try to cover up the story that happened. You know, a person gave it from Mississippi gave a tip uh, September of 2017, and they get on TV and said we couldn't verify the person. And I feel that uh, they only came out with the January 5th story of the tip because they were afraid that someone was going to. Uh, drop, I guess, drop a dime on them and say, hey, listen, I actually did call them January 5th, and they're lying to you, so they had to get ahead of it. So everyone in the FBI seems like they're CYA, and then liberals want gun control. Well, I wouldn't say everybody. I do know a lot of people who are wonderful work at the FBI, and they don't get involved in these things. All right, Tahira, I got a roll. Thank you very much for your call. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Mr. Mueller and his team, they're really unbelievable. They really are good at what they do, chasing down these Russian trolls. Mr. Rosenstein was absolutely unbelievable in his Castro-like press conference today. Wait a minute. 
Look at this, sent to me by my buddy Sergeant Tim. This is from October of last year in the Hale newspaper. Twitter account claiming to be to Tennessee GOP was run by Russian trolls. Russian Internet trolls ran a popular Twitter account that claimed it belonged to the Tennessee Republican Party. BuzzFeed News reported Wednesday, back in October, the company took nearly a year to shut down the account. It's called At10-GOP. Despite repeated notification from the state's real Republican Party, pointing out that the account was fake. Was in no way affiliated with our office, Candace Dawkins, Tennessee Republican Party's communication director, told the news outlet. Was very misleading. Now, the actual Tennessee GOP party reported at 10 GOP three times. September 2016, March 17, 2017, and August 2017, in an attempt to have Twitter to take down the fake account. But their efforts proved to be unsuccessful for months. What I'm trying to say to you is, this indictment, we have Rosen, we got this company, and we got the front company, and this guy gave millions of this one. Look at that. Look at this, and this guy did that, and and these guys in St. Petersburg, Russia. Wait a minute. Guys in St. Petersburg, Russia, were trying to interfere with our election? Say it ain't so. Say it ain't so. You mean like the guy in the Oval Office who's trying to interfere with the Israeli election by the name of Obama? Say it ain't so. Now, folks, we need to fight back against this. But the idea that this indictment by a special counsel who's supposed to be investigating collusion is a big deal. It's not a big deal. It's a big joke. It's a PR effort. Look what he's got. So if they want to be able, <laughs> excuse me, they want to be able to say, wow, look at that. He indicted 13 Russians. When he indicts Putin, get back to me. As a matter of fact, let me ask that question to you, my fellow Levinites. Why didn't he indict, uh, indict Putin? Putin's the guy behind it. Putin's behind the guy who's trying to interfere with our election. So why didn't Mr. Mueller, with the support of Mr. Rosenstein, indict Vladimir Putin? Anybody know? Because they're cowards. And they know the media are buffoons. Ooh, we indicted 13 people. Well, who are they? Vladimir this, Vladimir that. Boris this and Boris that. Who are they? Well, they're behind computers. Where are they? St. Petersburg, Russia. Ooh. How do we get them? We don't get them. How do we stop them? Well, we can't stop them. Well done, Mr. Mueller. Yay! Yeah, we got a jump. Oh, this guy's unbelievable. First, he goes after Manafort for not registering as a federal agent, what, 10 years ago? Then he goes after Manafort on what he says are tax evasion issues, never charges him with tax evasion, but occurred well before the election. Then he goes after this guy, Gates. Nobody even knows who the hell he is. Oh, he's turning Gates. Turning Gates on what? Then they get this guy, Papadopoulos, who ought to be on Seinfeld. Look at this, Papadopoulos. Papa what? Papadopoulos, oh, oh, Papadopoulos. What? And then, of course, he goes after retired Lieutenant General Flynn, tries to destroy him, tries to break his back, tries to undermine his family and the relationships, and Flynn says, all right, I give. I'll plead the false statement. Wow, look at that. Look at that. We got, we got a great prosecutor here. He should have been one of the Nuremberg prosecutors. This Mueller, he's so good. In fact, he should have been the director of the FBI when that guy with the anthrax was threatening him. Oh, he was. What happened? 
Well, he chased down the wrong guy for five years. He did? Oh, yeah. He went after the wrong guy. Destroyed his reputation. You and me, Mr. and Mrs. Taxpayer, to pay him over $5 million. Oh, that Mueller. Yes, that Mueller. Here's Mr. Rosenstein again today. Cut five, go. I want to caution you that everyone charged with a crime is presumed innocent unless and until... Uh, okay, guilty. really? So these Russian trolls are innocent until proven guilty. So how are you going to prove them guilty if you can't get them in an American courtroom? Hello, reporters, please. Ask hello, hello. Go ahead. Donor, no corporation will own my... No, 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 no. Go ahead. At trial, prosecutors must introduce credible evidence that is sufficient to prove each defendant guilty beyond any reasonable doubt to a unanimous jury. The special counsel's investigation is ongoing. There will be no comments from the special counsel at this time. Why not? Where is this guy? Can you bring him back out from behind the curtain? In fact, why isn't the special counsel speaking? Why is his puppet master speaking? So in other words, they're innocent until proven guilty. So they're innocent. Until we can get them in a courtroom and try them. So they're innocent. How stupid is this? It's stupid because the media love it. Oh, this Mueller. My God, we've never seen anybody like this. He's unbelievable. Next thing you know, he'll charge them with false statements, too, even though they've never made a statement. I tell you. I'll be right back. America's passionately cerebral voice. Talk with that voice now. 877-381-3811. You know, the way I look at it, basically these putrid 13 Russians were indicted for uh, campaign trickery. Yeah, trying to influence the election through their, you know, pretending to be somebody they're not, so forth and so on. Why is the special counsel focused on issuing these indictments that cannot be enforced. Now, that's the bottom line. Isn't it time for him to close shop? It's the job of the Department of Justice, mean justice, to be looking into these violations by Russia. There is no collusion. There never was any collusion. There wasn't collusion yesterday. There isn't any today, and there won't be any tomorrow. Period. So he should shut his door and nail it shut. And say, as for the trolls and all the rest, that's up to main justice to handle. That's up to... Public integrity section, perhaps, or the U.S. attorney in Washington, or wherever. But it's not up to me. I got other things to do. I'm going on with my life. It's not his in his portfolio. We're just hanging around, you know, to uh, charge Trump with obstruction of justice. So at least drop those words so the Democrats can have an exciting time. Oh, by the way, did you see that uh, Stephanopoulos is going to be interviewing Comey when his book comes out? He's going to get the exclusive interview. Isn't that really fitting? One of Clinton's hackmen will be interviewing one of Clinton's hackmen. Comey. Cybercrime is getting worse every day, isn't it? You hear about credit card theft and tax fraud, medical identity theft, the list goes on and on. But you don't need to stop using technology. You just need a new kind of identity protection. A new kind. Well, I found the best in the class, quite frankly. It's my ID care. My ID care. 
the best. They used to only cover Fortune 500 companies and huge organizations. But their stellar service is now available to regular people like you and me. Look, hoping you won't fall victim isn't a protection strategy. And credit freezes are not enough. They won't help you with tax fraud or other types of ID theft. So you and your family need the best protection possible. That's my ID care. My ID care covers you for the nine types of identity theft with highly personal service. And I spoke with their great CEO, Tom Kelly. He is so committed to your protection that he provides a 100% identity recovery guarantee or your money back. Nobody does that. Learn more and get 15% off at My ID Care. Use promo code MARK. That's My ID Care promo code MARK. Or we have a new toll-free number for you. Call 866-334-3084. 866-334-3084. Or visit MyIDCare.com. Use promo code MARK. I'll say it again. Please write it down. It's MyIDCare.com, promo code MARK. Or call 866-334-3084. Why don't you let my ID care take care of you, just like they take care of me and my family? All right, Chris, Montclair, New Jersey, the great WABC, go. Hey, Mark, pleasure and honor to speak with you, long-time listener. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, just want to say, um, I, you know, I was I was uh, part of a school board. I don't want to get into too much details, but in terms of the Florida tragedy, let me just say this first. Um my heart goes out to those families. I can't even imagine what they're going through right now. It's just a tragedy, and it's happening too often. But in terms of what our security, what we did to up, update it, you know, probably going back right after Newtown, was we went out, we hired uh, a security chief that was um, a former uh, senior-level uh, police officer that had retired. Then we went out and we hired additional uh, retired police officers to to um, come on staff and roam the buildings in the high schools. It was, we have several several high schools, middle schools. Right. So what we also did was we put in um, what we call trap rooms. So nobody gets into the building without going through a door first, and then they, there's a, a retired police officer sitting there. You have to give your ID before you even enter the building. That's not to say that somebody can't get in through the back, but, you know, we, we implemented these procedures, and the administration did an excellent job uh, in working with the board to help to help implement these procedures. Mm-hmm. And I also believe, going back to what you said earlier, I heard you say it's too bad that there wasn't an NRA member that was there, an NRA trainer. I, I believe, you know, no matter what school district it is, if we have retired police officers or retired military veterans why they can't be allowed to carry weapons mm-hmm. i think it's just it's silly i mean especially in the, the days we live in now when children are getting slow right, i gotta go but it's because most of the people making decisions are not gun owners making most of the people making decisions are ideologues you come up through the uh, school system bureaucracy to become an administrator you work your way through the nea and the aft which is which are you know full-throated leftists and uh, and this is the thing. We, we're going to have to fight this because until we get the proper levels of security in these schools, this is going to keep happening. No amount of so-called gun control is going to stop anything. Um, but in this case, the tragedy is that they had, uh, to me, sufficient leads to do something. 
and if the school had the appropriate level of security, and the school system did, uh, uh, I, I just think a lot of this could have been averted. All right, my friend, thank you for your call. And yet people who promote gun control can't say that. They can't say that. Those, you know. Howard, Cincinnati, Ohio, Sirius Satellite. How are you, sir? I'm good, Mark. How are you? Good, thank you. I, I wanted to bring up a point. I'm, I'm another retired law enforcement officer with 33 years in law enforcement. I'm also an NRA life member, an NRA instructor, and an NRA recruiter. One thing you don't hear about when all this talk... Well, you need to be about, locked up, that's for sure. <laughs> that's right. It's all the NRA's fault. Yeah. Um, I, I tell you, I get so sick of hearing their lame arguments over and over again. We hear how you don't need an AR-15 to hunt. We hear how the, the founders were talking about muskets when they wrote the Second Amendment. And I, I know you've gone over all that in the past. Well, they, they, let me ask you this. When they wrote the First Amendment, were they talking about cable TV? Yeah. When they wrote the First Amendment, <clears throat> were they were talking about um, network TV? Were they talking about radio? I mean, we can all play that game, can't we? At, yes, we can. Yes, we can. And um, the point I wanted to make tonight is what what you'll never hear from the mainstream media is that on a weekly basis across this country, you've got citizens exercising their Second Amendment right to protect themselves against the thugs out there. You have young girls using firearms that are legally owned and legally carried to prevent being attacked and being raped. You have grandmas and grandpas using firearms that they keep in their house to protect themselves from burglars and robbers. And you'll never hear it in the mainstream media. The NRA has two publications that they send out to, to members. One is called First Freedom and the other is called... I know. I'm, I'm a lifetime member, too. I get them. Awesome. Awesome. But the column in there called the Armed Citizen recounts these every month all mm -hmm. over this country. People I, I guess they don't get them over there at the morning schmo. No, no, they don't. I'm sure they don't. And, they, and if they got them, they wouldn't care. All right, they, Howard. I want to thank you, my friend. God bless you. Let us go to MJ, Coral Springs, Florida, on the Mark Levin app. Go. Hi. How are you this evening, Mark? All right. Thank you. Um, I live about four miles south of the, uh, the uh, Stoneman Douglas High School, mm -hmm. and um, I just wanted to let you know that there was definitely a breakdown in communication, and I um, also want to let you know that I have a member of my household who is currently, I haven't seen him since Wednesday due to his uh, job. He's been uh, on the scene and currently uh, and still currently working on the scene, and I just wanted to express to you um, that the level of the first night that this, or the first day that this happened, the children, the people, everyone was, it was, it was so sad, it was so awful, it was so tragic, but the children were so wonderful and beautiful, and the neighborhood, it was just, it was, they were just so, it was sad, but they were so thankful to SWAT and the first responders and the fire. I mean, it was it was actually heartbreakingly warm, mm -hmm. and the, the, that's how it came out. The moment, uh, the moment Debbie Wasserman Schultz showed up and Deutsch and Nelson and everyone else started showing up, it got really disgusting, mm -hmm. and it just turned into gun control. And the reason I'm saying this is because my children go to school three miles east 
and there's a lot of things that they're not talking about, which I could talk to you later about. But I'm laughing because I'm inside because I'm looking at my resume, which I was let go as a teacher due to budgetary cuts. And it says right here, expert marksman, M16A2 service rifle, proficient in the use of handguns, shotgun, 50 cal, possess a Florida concealed weapons uh, with a license number, which I renew uh, as properly, which is seven years in the state of Florida. I'm trained in hand-to-hand close knife combat, and I'm also able Jeez, to... Jeez, if I were hiring teachers, you'd be at the top of my list. Well, sir, I'm a former United States Marine. Wow. So I've always... Said, so they let you go, didn't they? Well, they let me go, but when I'm there in a voluntary capacity, I, 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 walk, I walk the perimeter uh, at the other school. Mm-hmm. And, um, and anytime I'm in any kind of sports area or doing anything else, I, I honestly don't even pay attention to my children. Yes, but um, you're the kind of person, I'm quite serious, who needs to be hired, placed in these schools to protect our kids. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm t- it's just my opinion. And, and otherwise, uh, these horrific tragedies will go on. It's not that we can stop them, but maybe we can limit them. Maybe we can stop one here, two here. But all these uh, gas bags and blowhards in Washington going on and on about their theories and ideologies about gun control and all, that gets us nowhere. And it's about time we turn this debate around, and that's what I'm trying to do here. I want to thank you. What a wonderful call, MJ, and thanks to your husband. I don't know her, but I'm assuming her husband's a deputy in the sheriff's. I'm just guessing. That's wonderful lady. Dallas, 11 degrees. New York, 9 degrees. Minneapolis, minus 2 degrees. Winter's in full swing, and your HVAC system's working overtime. If you aren't properly maintaining your filters, you're not only breathing unhealthy air, you just might find yourself with no heat and thousands in repairs. Now there's a better way with FilterBuy.com, America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. FilterBuy.com carries over 600 different filter sizes, including custom options, all shipped for free within 24 hours. Now, they're manufactured right here in America, by an American family, a small family, running their small business. FilterBuy offers a multitude of MERV options, all the way up to hospital grade, so you'll be removing dangerous pollen, mold, dusk, other allergy-aggravating pollution while maximizing the efficiency of your system. Right now, you can save 5% when you set up auto delivery, so you never need to think about air filters again. Save money, save time, breathe better, with FilterBuy.com. That's FilterBuy.com. FilterBuy.com. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. First of all, I want to apologize to you, ladies and gentlemen. I've been fighting the flu, and now I'm fighting asthma. Because the flu apparently kicked up this asthma. But I'm muscling through, doing the best we can. It doesn't affect my brain power. It affects my lung power. As you can tell, as the backbenchers know, as they scribble notes quickly as I speak. I speak actually rather slowly so they can get it all down. Then there's this from the Daily Caller. DNC fundraises off of Florida shooting. The DNC is using Wednesday's mass shooting that left 17 people dead to ask for campaign donations. DNC on Thursday sent an emotional email signed by DNC Chair Tom Perez asking supporters to sign a petition telling Congress it's past time to take action to address our country's gun violence epidemic. Anyone who signs the petition 
which requires giving the DNC your email address and zip code, is redirected to a donation page asking for money to help Democrats take on the gun lobby. Mr. Perez, you're a disgrace to the human race. You won't apologize because you're incapable of it. But we all know that you're a disgrace. But then again, that's why you had the DNC. Really appalling. His emails rely heavily on emotional language to draw on supporters. And of course, they attack the NRA as the bugaboo. They attack the Second Amendment. And like I say, if the Second Amendment's too old to uphold, then the First Amendment's too old to uphold too, I guess. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's been the end of a difficult week, hasn't it, for America and for many of you and us. And so we end as we end every week.
is officially over. The weekend begins now, and the government is shut down. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Griffey. Good night, Pepsi. Good night, Smokey. And good night, Zelda. Get Al-Qaeda. Get Hamas. Get Iran. Get ISIS. Get all those subhuman cockroaches. And I'll see you right here tomorrow. God bless you and be safe.